Hello, everybody, and welcome to Total Wellness Radio. This is Dan Young on the Anchor Platform, and I am super excited today. We have a lady uh, with us all the way from Australia. She's uh, she's up early over there to be able to join with us today and and uh, share with us her experiences and her passion and her love for the type of modality that she works with. And I'm going to bring uh, Nirja online with us here. Nirja, thank you so much for taking time to be with us today. Thank you, uh, Dan, for having me there. Yes, good. You're coming through loud and clear. Isn't technology wonderful? It is, isn't it, that we are connecting at two sides of the globe today? Yes, that's great. Well, for people like us that have a passion for helping others with what we do and and, uh, see them restore health naturally in a non-toxic way, and we found you, uh, you and I came across each other on... uh, on Facebook, I think Facebook or Instagram, one of the others uh, out there, and and uh, you have a you have a similar um, a passion and a similar similar journey that you're on as I am uh, in helping people. So I'm excited to have you on and have you share in the next uh, twenty or thirty minutes with everybody uh, all that you're doing and and how people can benefit from what you're doing. Uh, thank you, Dan. It is it is my passion. Uh, you know. Uh, I've been doing now this for almost uh, 19 years now, so almost two decades, I would say. Wow. And before that, I was a database programmer, so it has been my passion that has led me into this place. So what was your background prior to discovering Ayurveda medicine and uh, that approach? What was your background prior to that? <laughs> well, I have got a totally different thing. I have got my master's in mathematical statistics and diploma in computing, and I was working as a computer programmer. Okay. All right. So this is quite a shift. Oh, it has been. A te- you know, definitely it has been a shift. I had taken time off to be a full-time mother for some time and then just never went back there. I found, uh, how can I work with Ayurveda? Yeah. So that's what I now you and I were speaking just before we went on on the air here to to record the podcast, and you shared with me that there's two words: are you Veda? And when you just when you you define those words for me, please do that again for so we can capture it on the podcast. All right. So Ayurveda is made up of two words: Ayu and Veda. Ayu means life, and Veda is science. So it means science of life, and in that sense. Ayurveda is not really just working on uh, somebody when we are uh, somebody sick and then talking about how to heal them, but it is actually working on how to live life well. So it is also doing a lot of work on preventative health. So there's a lot of discussion around lifestyle. Yes, diet, lifestyle, mind, emotions. Uh, you, you know, it is our mind that gives. Uh, what we will eat, what we will, th- uh, you know, what what I think will give rise to where I will go, what kind of music I will listen to, what kind of food I will eat. So there is a lot of focus on where we are in our in the aspect of mind. In fact, that's the whole thing. Uh, for example, even for foods, we are not really looking at proteins and vitamins and minerals, but we are looking at what is this food going to do to my mind. That's a very good point. And it's all, when you talk about uh, the foods and the thoughts and the things that we decide to do, these are all based in energies. They're either good or bad, but they're going to have some outcome for us uh, one way or yes. the other. So that's... Ex- yes. 
So what, you know, every time I get a chance to interview other uh, practitioners that are sharing this with other people, there's always a little bit of a backstory. Something that I always like to do on my podcast is have you share with me what prompted you? What was the catalyst? Was it like your own personal journey in, in trying to get your own health restored or you saw family or what was the catalyst that really put you on this path? Well, that's for me, it has been an interesting one because with the background in maths and statistics and computing, nobody says, okay, let me open up an Ayurveda clinic and start teaching Ayurveda. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that wasn't like that straightforward. But uh, what if I can say it would be a divine thing for me, divine direction. I had taken time off to be a full-time mother for some time, looking after my young children. And I was um, inspired to do something um, that inspires me. And coming from Indian background, I was I knew about Ayurveda, but not enough to take it as my profession in my younger days. And then uh, thought of organizing a seminar because uh, I have always been interested in health and well-being and preventative health. And everybody was telling me, now you have young children, you will be always running to doctors. And I thought, no, that's not what I want to do. I want to know how to live well uh, and prevent things and look after them in a way that I am not running to the doctors because <laughs> that's what everybody was telling me as a young mother. Sure, sure. And so I was kind of waiting for somebody else to do and nobody was doing it. So I ended up organizing a seminar. <laughs> now, was this something that you... Because of like you were doing lay studies and you were going to do the seminar, did you bring somebody in to to help uh, yes. pull off the seminar? Okay. Yes. yes. So I, uh, you know, um, my my teacher who who ultimately became like from whom I learned a lot more. They had just migrated from South Africa to Australia, and somebody told me there is a new doctor here. Uh, contact him for Ayurveda, and that's what I did. And my intention was at that time only to um, have one seminar, but I got hooked. And not only I got hooked, <laughs> plenty of people with me got hooked. <laughs> so from there on, one thing led to another. From one seminar, we did a one-year course. And from one-year course, we did um, Australia just had given recognition to Ayurveda as a valid health modality. So we became one of the first um organizations we created a registered training organization and started leading nationally recognized recognized courses where my teacher was leading and i was we were one of the first students wow that is fantastic what's the name of the uh what's the name of the organization so we can make sure and get it recognized as well yes it was an amazing journey very um very inspiring for us and I think only passion can make you do those things which look back and you think how did you do that really? <laughs> right. <laughs> What's the name of the organization? Um, it's uh, Ayurveda Awareness Center. Okay, Ayurveda I, Awareness Center. Yes, well, uh, I have done the nationally recognized courses till about 2015. 
But now I'm focusing on one year course, if, uh, which becomes a health journey for people. And they also learn how to look after themselves and their family and friends, just, you know, primary healthcare level and focusing more on workshops and seminars and, and um, on the clinical side. Wonderful. Wonderful. So you've had, uh, you've had uh, like me, it sounds like you've been fortunate to meet the right people as mentors. Yes, I'm so fortunate. I'm so privileged, I think. And I'm in awe of what Ayurveda can provide and what feedback we get from people. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So I know here in the States, here, here in Cheyenne, in my clinic, there's, we have a, a way of you know, bringing people in and doing evaluations and consulting and things of that nature. What would describe for me and the listeners like what would a a visit with with you be like if I came to you and I said, you know, Nirja, I want you to help me with my lifestyle, make my changes and my health. Where do we start and what does that look like? Okay, so my first consult now typically is about 90 minutes. Okay. It gives me a chance to ask questions and find out from people what are their current health issues their diet, their lifestyle, their emotional well-being, and also get connected with them. Because a lot mm-hmm. of times, um, people open up when they can trust. Yes, yes. When, as a science of life, we are touching all kind of aspects of people's personality, emotions. Uh, so other than foods that they are eating, I want to know uh, what is it, you know, what do they eat? Uh, for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, we go quite in detail about that. We look at mental, emotional health and well-being, and that typically comes from work and work relationships, home and home relationships. These are the key areas for uh, almost everybody. Um, So, you know, they talk to me about that. So based on all of that, uh, we not only look at symptom relief, you know, tools and techniques of Ayurveda being diet, lifestyle, herbs, uh, we offer some treatments, meditation, yoga, all those things can be given to people. But underlying thing is always looking at what we say, the qualities of the mind. Uh, Where is the mind going? So what uh, and how can we change them? Because everybody inside us we know what needs to happen you know ask people who are obese they know what they need to eat what they don't need to eat yes correct they stop typically we know what needs to be done but we are not listening to that so i'm looking at that that how can we change the quality of mind and that's the uh, thing that I'm still in awe about Ayurveda, how learning about their body types, learning about, I'm using those words which I'm not, you know, we haven't spoken about yet, but we can create a profile called body mind-body type from Ayurvedic perspective and look at what is the quality of their mind, how do we change that along with giving things um, like diet, etc., for the symptom relief. Because the moment they are listening to their themselves a lot more and know that it is okay to listen to that and follow that, they know. And I am not there in their home uh, looking at what is there in the pantry, what is there in the fridge, and what choices they will make when they go shopping. So unless they are 
totally aligned with the idea and enrolled into the idea of what they are going to eat or what herbs they are going to do or what lifestyle they're going to follow, it's not going to happen. Right. So I need to work on that as well. So why you touched on something that I, it's fascinating to me and we, we experience it here as well. It's everywhere. Why do, why do you find people ignore that little voice inside? They know what they should be doing. Why are they ignoring that? Is it, why are they, what's, what's stopping them? Well, uh, in Ayurveda, it is very clearly explained. We talk, what I'm saying is the quality of the mind. So we talk about three things. One is, for example, everything can bring that. The three qualities are called tamas, rajas, and sattva. Tamas is the quality of where mind becomes or we become very lethargic and, and forget what needs to happen. The other quality is the rajas is where the mind is very agitated. Okay. And the third is where there is harmony and balance. And we know, understand what needs to happen and we follow that. So, for example, there are foods that can bring that lethargy and and tiredness and um, dullness. And then there are foods that can bring agitation to the mind. And then there are foods that can bring peace to the mind. That is makes so much sense. Thank you for sharing that. That's wonderful. Thank you. So, and so not only food, we, we look at from food from all the senses, the music that you can listen. There are music that will straight away make your uh, feet, you know, you're tapping your feet and you are ready to dance. And then there is a music that can sit heavy or there is meditation kind of music that can bring peace. So or there are conversations. So we are taking in that food, if I can put it as a bigger sense food that we are taking in through our senses, what we see, what we hear, what we touch, what we feel, they all are foods to us. And so all of that uh, is being taken care of when I'm giving um, um, some recommendations to people. Where they are at, how do we move them? How do we move them that is unique to them? Are they dragging their feet, then I have to be slow and I have to work out the strategies. You know, I may have 20 tools in my toolkit that I know this will work for this person, but I have to see what is the best for them in their unique circumstances, where they are in their uh, circumstances um, or in their mind. So if there is same uh, same situation, same health issue, but there is a single person who is cooking for, say, herself and will be able to do, and very willing, will be able to do things differently than a mother of three children already, you know, cooking for three different uh, whims and fancies of the children. And if I give her additional things to do, it may or may not happen. So I have to take care of all the scenarios and then give what is appropriate for them. And that is, uh, I find that is the strength of Ayurveda, that we consider all of those things and then give what needs to be given as a recommendation. Yeah. It sounds like a very holistic, very all-encompassing approach. And it's always, that's going to be the best approach, clearly, to get these people back into what you say, that harmony and that balance. Yes, I think I think looking at Ayurveda and how ancient it is, the texts are said to be about 
6,000 year old and before that we say that it has been in oral form for about 40,000 year old. Uh, now even if we forget about the oral form and just know that the texts have been timed for 6,000 years, nothing lasts that long if it is not a robust system. That's true. Absolutely. It's full of life. Yes, yes. Is you there can any... see how inspired I am still after 20 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, there any, um, is there anything in the uh, Ayurveda approach that discusses like the like chakras or the sound. I mean, you mentioned music and how music affects us. So like tuning forks or things of that nature, are those some of the tools that are used? Uh, but depending on what, after you've done your evaluation, are those some of the things that you would look at uh, incorporating with someone? Um, all kind of things. Uh, we use colors, we use smells. You know, for example, if somebody is very fiery person, and if they are wearing red or orange all the time, it will bring additional fire. Excellent. Yep. Or if, or if they are fiery person and it is summertime and they are eating hot curries, well, it may bring more fire and that fire may show up. For example, in the physical body, it may show up as skin issues or acidity but it may also show up as anger and irritation and mm -hmm. frustration and resentment. Yes, yes. And have you found that those things will actually affect specific, uh, the different emotions have different areas of the body that they show up, like in the organs, liver or heart or lungs? Have you noticed that? Yes, yes, yes. Um, if we continue with fire, well, liver is the place. Gotcha, okay. And if it is... Stress and anxiety, it is the nervous system. Okay. That's beautiful. That's this wonderful. We're touching on so many things that I, it's, it's, it's so exciting for me because there's, there's a, there's so much that's the similar yet, let yet new, you know, the discussion of it and how you're presenting it is new. So thank you. I appreciate that. It is new as well as it is ancient. Yes. And I think that's the reason why it has survived because how, for example, how we would get stressed today may be different from somebody who got stressed 6,000 years ago or 40,000 years ago. Certainly. But I think it is universal that we get stressed. Absolutely. Or we get happy or we get, you know, all those things are still universal. Yeah. The reasons are different and unique to each individual. Yes. You know, I've often shared with people as we lecture that modern living is very convenient, but it not, but it, but with convenience, it brings its own host of additional stressors. Yes, that's right. <laughs> there is a cost to pay for that. <laughs> that's correct. That is correct. So, are there any specific like products or focuses, things that you have that you offer, coaching or educational wise, that that we can start? Uh, discussing a little bit about and, and capture for our listeners so that they can start looking for ways to plug into you? Um, I actually have been teaching my clients to uh, take the herbs as they have been prescribed in Ayurveda. Uh -huh. I, have, I have been avoiding even using the tablets kind of things as far as possible. It's not always possible, but I believe that there is a synergy in the plant uh, 
as has been designed by nature. Absolutely. And so a lot of traditional formulae that are there where they were combining the roots of this or the leaves of this or the bark of this plant. And so that's the way we have been using. You know, it is actually hard to get a lot of these herbs in Australia, for example, because, you know, we are isolated and there are a lot of... Um, lot of restrictions in bringing new things which can potentially bring bugs and all those kind of things so we work with quite a few basic things okay so for example i'll give you a little example that we use that uh, there is a traditional herbal blend called trifla trifla is made up of three fruits it actually literally means three fruits okay so three these three fruits together it's a traditional blend and we can safely take it for whole life if we want to but what it does is in ayurveda we talk about three doshas so it balances all the three doshas it removes toxins from deep cells every cell of the body brooming out the toxins as well as rejuvenates the body so now we need all of those things and it has been it can be used safely whole life if one wants to so yes. those are the kind of things but i've been using them in powder form that's wonderful that's wonderful how many how many different products do you have uh in your in your toolbox so to speak um I have got, and Ayurveda says, it, it talks about about 96,000 herbs that, that have been described. Wow. But it says if we have about 30, we, we can do a lot at the primary healthcare level. And a lot of those herbs are actually, um, and many of those are the kitchen herbs as well. Like Trikatu is the blend that I use which is good for obesity or which is good for uh, increasing and managing the appetite. And if I can use a very loose term of for burning up the toxins, it is really ginger and different kind of peppers. Okay. And they will be definitely, at least a couple of them will be easily available in any Indian kitchen or probably in many kitchens. Yes. yes. But definitely in an Indian kitchen. So ginger and pepper and turmeric and... Uh, you know, they are the kind of things that are available in the kitchen and they are some of the herbs and medicines that we, can be used as a preventative medicine. So I have about, I would say about 30 odd things and we use combinations based on very fundamental principles. That is the mind getting agitated? Is the mind getting slow and dull or is it, and, or is it going to lead us towards where the mind is peaceful? Because when the mind is peaceful, it already knows what needs to happen and then patient will find it easy to follow the instructions as well. Excellent, excellent. Well, I certainly love the way you've described how that opens up for them and the time that you're spending and it seems like the questions you ask, it really positions them to take, take back some control in some areas of their life that they've lost control. Yeah, I find that the taking that much time, first time, uh, especially living in the Western world. In India, I know that people can just check the pulse, which takes less than a minute, and they know everything. <laughs> and they can tell you what needs to be done. And I've been to those kind of practitioners where uh, they will just 
one minute and you are off to just get the medicine because he has worked out everything but i think that doesn't work in western world and modern times especially because western mind is tuned to they want to know why they need to be enrolled yes and doing that 90 minute consult first time not all of them are that long um makes it easy for me to enroll because that is another strategy as part of the being a practitioner is not only you know and give them what needs to be done there are there are sanskrit words that are dhidruti and smriti they might be a bit tricky but one is the knowingness and the other is memory of that when you need it and the will the third is the will to follow it so yes. we need to on all of those yes. uh, as you know as a practitioner yeah. that giving them something is not enough unless they have will to follow it and unless they remember to follow it yes. those are two other aspects and we were are taught as a practitioner that i need to work on these three things in fact i find that these are such important things i mean i need to use them with my children they yes. need to know that's that's exactly right that's exactly right so there's a science of life telling me not only what i need to do as a practitioner but what i need to do in life yes I, absolutely i guess you need to do it even with your at workplace for example sure absolutely so once you've got that started and you and you've taken them and you started them on a program how often uh do you need to to visit with them have them come back and see you um how much time in between visits uh, that type of thing is it individually structured or is there kind of a standard approach to that uh i would say typically what i like to do after my first consult that uh, i would like to see them in a couple of weeks again um because they might have been able to do things and we need to fine tune things further or they found something hard and we need to fine tune and make it so that they they find it easy to do so i find that typically first few consults are good at um, uh, 2 weeks interval typically mm-hmm. if i need to i can do a little bit before but that is uh, typically right time and then once they are settled then i still encourage them Uh, it's like going to the dentist where you go to the dentist for prevention sure. so if if they are okay even then it is good to come every two two months or uh, once a quarter so that uh, they can um stay well yes along with that now i'm also doing is uh, running some online courses so that they if they want to know a little bit more then they can um learn from there as well Are there online courses that uh that we could share on the podcast today that people have access to? Is there a way of doing that or Um yes, I have got if if somebody visits my website www.ayurveda-awareness.com.au and uh, there is a section for online course and I find the one that uh we started with I'm working on the other ones as well is understanding your mind body type because um everybody is unique according to ayurveda mm-hmm. and in my observation of course as well um uh, but still we talk about 
body types and if it lets you profile who you are it's like a car coming out from a honda factory will have certain features which will be different from say a toyota factory or or any other car 100% yeah makes good sense so understanding who you are and will help them help people to understand what foods would work for them what foods would not work for them and why what exercise what kind of exercise to do and what kind of um work would suit their personality who they are so it really gives me a clue like by now i know by the per- by the time a person comes and sits in my chair i know what is their body type so i already know what kind of tendencies they would have what kind of health issues they may have tendencies for i still take 90 minutes to talk to them so that they understand where i'm coming from but i know within first less than 10 minutes what would work for them that's beautiful right? that's yeah. what that's yeah. what the practitioners in india they do they check their pulse and they know everything so i know we can do it but I need to provide them confidence as well and fine tune for Excellent. them everything but understanding their body type lets them do it for themselves as well so I think it's a because I'm teaching as well I have been in teaching first so it's a really wonderful tool to understand uh who am I yeah yeah and teaching them that and introducing them to that it's got to be liberating Yes, it's really um I I have been doing face to face seminars a lot around that area as well and in our one year course in our three year course that is the first thing that they need to do and and the but um, now that the way word is going online is such a great tool to have as well so yes. combining it with face to face uh they, and they can pace it they can do it in their own time and if they want to do more they can still come and ask me questions um and go from there you know fine tune for themselves and maybe their family around them if if there is a mother it is good and who is in charge of looking after young children or adults or whoever it really works why my like for example my both children are different body types yeah uh-huh. and i works for one doesn't work for the other one yep totally totally 100% <laughs> so that's, that's the joy of motherhood but that also gives me clues why they are behaving the way they are behaving so it really is good not only what would work for me but why why my partner is doing what he's doing or why <laughs> my boss is the way he <laughs> oh yeah now when becca listens to this podcast becca is my assistant and she's she's probably going to want us to explore that more with you about why i am the way i am sometimes well you have got plenty of fire i can see here from yeah. here what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> oh well i tell you what this has been this has been a joy for me and I, and you know what i unfortunately in the last half hour we've only been able to scratch the surface on putting together some 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 wonderful things. So I really want I want you to share with our listeners again and I'll repeat it, you know, cuz the audio is a little bit off, so I'll repeat it again. We'll make sure we get it right when we repost the broadcast. Yes. Um 
and uh, we'll take uh, take the time to make sure we get your website right. But could you repeat that again for us, please? So website is www.ayurveda. Uh, I'll spell that out. A Y U R V E D A Ayurveda dash awareness awareness as in awareness a w a r e n e s dot com dot a u dot a u thank you so much i've got that and i'll make sure that we get this posted uh we get this posted very accurately and we'll get this podcast posted because uh, i know people are going to be excited to hear about this and and like i say you know it's, it's, you've just scratched the surface for me and i'm really excited about it i want to i definitely want to revisit this and do it again in the future and and have more things to share. I've got a couple other questions I got. I want to finish up with here before we wrap up this this segment uh, on total wellness. The uh, share with me a couple of your like your like your most exciting wins, like things that you've seen like have transformational effects on people that that really was just really exciting for you to witness. Well, I am very privileged. I see that all the time, and in fact, that's what keeps me going as well but i know when we had just started one of our i had a patient who was given about three months to live wow she was and that was long time ago and she's still around um so she was given about three months to live and in her own words she was just vegetating and waiting to die Mm. but her husband who knew me a little bit from the past, brought her there. And we worked with her for about a year. She was a, she was a farmer's wife and they were using a lot of chemicals on mm. their farm. Mm-hmm. And because she was in a remote area, they had sold that property and came to city so that they can get better access to doctors. And so we worked with her for about a year. She was on a wheelchair. She could not do anything at home. She could not do basic things like dressing herself up and having a shower properly. She was not able to do any of those things. And uh, by the end of the year, I remember she telling me a story that, you know, women, a lot of times they're not necessarily happy with when their husband, when her husband was doing household work, mm-hmm. she would get frustrated because she was not happy with some of the quality. And suddenly <laughs> she found that she was so irritated by what he had done. She woke, she got up and did something and then afterwards realized, oh my God, you know, she hadn't done that for years. Wow. And now she's got up. And then by end of that year, she had packed away her, her uh, wheelchair and walking, going to shopping herself. She was doing a lot of work. She was, in fact, she ended up becoming a carer for her husband uh, after about 10 years of that or so. So it's an amazing story and I still, you know, think of it. And I think, well, this is such a privilege to be in that kind of situation. And there have been many, many more stories. There was another woman who was at the verge of suicide and doing the treatments and um, following the diet guidelines and all that she she was you know well again and these are some of the extreme cases but we also have a lot of people where they're living life but not really living life they're yes. not really enjoying so they are not necessarily sick but they're not healthy either in, yes. in that sense 
Yes. And you see the changes in them that come after um, some of the recommendations that they follow or some of the treatments. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm in awe. Yeah. You're seeing miracles. Yes. 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 You're seeing miracles. miracles. Yeah. And you yes. know what? I, I can't, I cannot think of a higher note to pause our discussion. I don't want to say we're going to bring it to an end. Uh, we'll just have to bring it to an end on this particular podcast, but I will, I, I, I want, I want to say we'll just pause our discussion and, uh, and I look forward to having you again back on, uh, on Total Wellness Radio. So, uh, Please hold thank on. I'm you. Gonna, yeah, thank you so much. And thank you all for listening. I'm privileged to be on, uh, on the other side of the globe. And thank you to you and to your listeners for bringing me here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Nirja. We'll take, you take care and we'll talk soon. Well, that will do it for this episode of Total Wellness Radio. Thank you again so much for tuning in. And if you enjoyed our podcast, you should really check out our website at countrydoctornutritionalcenter.com. There you're going to find up-to-date blog posts, and free downloads to enhance your journey in natural health. Again, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Total Wellness Radio.